Hi, this is Jimmy Evans with Marriage Today. This podcast is dedicated to equipping families with the teaching and tools they need to succeed. We hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more marriage building content. We're going to talk about the four areas of intimacy, and we're going to use an acronym, INVEST. Intimacy necessitates value, energy, sacrifice, and trust. That's the word INVEST. If we're going to be intimate, it means we must have value, energy, sacrifice, and trust. Let's begin with mental intimacy, and we're just going to apply our acronym here. So mental intimacy, the ability to share thoughts on a deep level and to successfully find a point of agreement on essential issues. Now think about the importance of that related to marriage. The ability really to share any thought. Remember, intimacy means inner closeness, unhindered access. That I have access to your thoughts. There's nothing that you're keeping from me and there's nothing toxic in our relationship that we can't share, okay? Mental intimacy, number one. We're talking about intimacy necessitates value. I value your thoughts. Your thoughts are important to me. Well, I, I counseled a guy, you know, in, in, I was doing a seminar someplace, and this, this guy came and talked to me, and he was, just, he was just as dumb as I was when I got married. You know, he reminded me of me. And um, he had the worst marriage, and he said, uh, and my wife's goofy. She's just goofy. And he says, every time she says something, I just tell her, you're goofy. And he said, they, so he's talking, you know, he, has, he had three boys, and in front of his boys, he said it, then his boys started saying it to her. And every time she would say something, the boys would say, Mom, you're goofy, you're goofy. And then at the end, so he's sharing about his marriage and how goofy his wife was, and then he says, and we have terrible sex. Now, wh- what do you think that she needs to do to make that right? And I said, uh, you're the problem. And he said, What? I said, let me just tell you something right now. I said, every time your wife shares something with you, I said, first of all, you have you and three boys in the house. Thank God that there's a woman in that house. (laughs) And I said, you desperately need her. And what she's saying to you is not goofy, it's right, and you need to listen to it. And I said, just because it's not the way you think doesn't mean it's wrong. We are two halves of a whole. Man has a man brain, woman has a woman brain, together they make a God brain. But you can't have it if you don't respect each other. When you devalue and reject the thoughts of your spouse, intimacy is out the window. And I said, I want you to go home, and I want you to get in bed with your wife tonight, and I want you to apologize to her. He said, what? And I said, you are wrong. You should never again tell her she's goofy. Every time she talks, you should say, wow, that's the smartest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't understand it. I'm going to have to meditate on it a while, but it's, it's awesome. And you tell your boys that you've been wrong and never to say that to your wife again. Well, so the next day at the seminar, he came, big old smile on his face. He said, well, we were up till three in the morning. And I said, talking or having sex? He said, both. Because <laughs> he got in bed and said to her, I am so sorry. I had no idea what I was saying to you was doing what it was doing. But Jimmy Evans told me that I was wrong. I want you to know that I'm sorry, and never again will I call you goofy. She bawled her eyes out, and then they were intimate. They now counsel people in marriage. They are the most awesome. I'm so proud of them, because, you know, he he just took it on the chin. He just said, okay, I'm wrong. He went, he repented, 
They have helped so many people in their marriages. But think, think about your spouse is sharing something with you, your eye contact, countenance. You know, somebody can be sharing something with you, you don't say anything wrong, it's like. And you just, or, or you know, you're just not tuned in and, and you know, you're, you know that they're not listening to you. Well, if you don't value what I'm saying, we're not, we're not gonna have a, a, a successful conversation. And what it means is, because I know you don't value what I'm saying, I don't wanna share anything with you. So my spouse won't share with me. What happens when they share? Okay, here's, here's the second, energy. I will work hard to listen and understand what you're saying. I, I, I'm gonna have to, because you're different than me, and because you come from a different perspective, I'm not just gonna be able to hear simply and understand it because you're a different person. There are four money languages. Kenneth Doyle, a financial psychologist, University of Minnesota, he discovered that we have different money languages. We see money differently. You, you can look at a dollar and see it completely differently, but it's all, it's all legitimate. Well, there is, an, there is a driver that means money is success. Drivers see money, to them it means success. They buy houses and cars and all these things and it just, they feel successful and that's just the way they see money. Analytics see money as security. They see a dollar bill and they think I'm gonna stack them up and that's gonna make me feel better about life, okay? They're amiables and to amiable money is love. It just means we have the ability to you know, have a good life and go eat pizza together. You know, so money is love. There are expressives, and to an expressive, money is acceptance. I can buy the right clothes. I can join the right clubs. I can get into the right social groups because to them money means relationships. So there's drivers, there's analytics, there's amiables, and there's expressives. Karen is an analytic, and I'm an amiable. Okay, so we couldn't talk about money when we first got married. I mean, this was a toxic issue in our relationship that we could not talk about because Karen wanted to save everything. And I wanted to spend it. It was just a tug of war in our relationship. And she called me a, a spendthrift and I called her a tightwad. And we, we just couldn't talk about it. I mean, it made me so mad when she called me a spendthrift. And, and I told Karen, I said, you know, you're the type of person you're going to die one day with all the money in the mattress and no one will like you. And she said, well, at least I'll have a mattress. <laughs> I mean, you, you. So now here's what we know today. We make great decisions together. We make great decisions. Be because when we're talking about money, I know, I'm working to understand the way her mind thinks and Karen conserves. That's just the way that she thinks. The way I think is I want to conserve also. I like paying cash. I like saving money. I think that's the smart thing to do. But I also like to enjoy our lives. Okay, so here's the point. If you're, you are probably different in your money languages. You're better if you're different. Because if you're the same, you have the same weakness. See, if you're both amiables, you probably have a lot of fun, but you don't have much money. If you're analytics, you have a lot of money, you just don't have much fun. <laughs> you know, so if, if you're different, if you're different than one another, it just means you have a balance to one another, like Karen and me. We make great financial decisions together. And because we respect that and we work hard to understand each other, it makes a big difference. Another thing is this, all your major needs are different. All the major needs, men need honor, sex, friendship with their wives and domestic support. Women need security, soft non-sexual affection, uh, open and honest communication and leadership from their husbands. We're, we're completely different. So understand 
When your spouse is talking to you, if you don't work, if you don't apply yourself, first of all, I value what you're saying. What you're saying is important, and I value you. I know you're very different than me, but I'm not going to roll my eyes. I'm not going to fall asleep. I'm not going to do anything like that. I value what you say, and I'm going to work hard to listen and to understand it. And if I don't understand it, we're going to talk until I do understand it, but I'm going to work. Number three is sacrifice. I'm going to sacrifice my need to be right and to be judgmental. When your spouse is sharing with you, you need to understand it's the old saying, you can either be right or be happy. For some people, they just always have to be right. And they're very judgmental. They, they, you know, very quick with their mouth. This is me. Is very quick. Very, I've never been at a loss for words, and it's not a good thing. I'm just telling you right now. I wish I'd have been at a loss for words many times. But, but I'm, I know what I'm going to say, and what I have to do is restrain that. And sometimes just walk away when it's no big deal and just say, you know, I'm going to be wrong and be happy. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm not going to judge what they say. You don't have to be right. Sometimes you compromise. Sometimes you just go on with your life knowing that maybe, you know, you're right, they're wrong, and, but you're not going to say anything. Number four, trust. I'm going to create a consistent, caring atmosphere in my life where you are free to share any thought. Now listen, I'm your safe place. When something really fantastic happens in your life or something really terrible happens in your life, you're always going to tell the safest person first. Right? When you're going through something really good or really bad, you're going to talk to the safest person. In our marriage, I was not the safest person. Karen never shared anything with me for the first several years of our marriage because I was an idiot and didn't care, wasn't tuned in, very judgmental, had to be right. And finally, you know, after years of, you know, our marriage being bad and then I changed and I, I, I repented and hung up my golf clubs and began to take care of Karen and to meet her needs and, and to say I was wrong. And the issue about being naked is it means purity. You can only have intimacy in an atmosphere of purity where you take responsibility for your mistakes and your spouse feels safe. So years later when I had changed, Karen started sharing things with me and I said one time to her, how, how long have you been thinking that? She said, well, for years. And I said, why didn't you tell me before? She said, Jimmy, I didn't trust you. She said, you're just now to a place where I can say something and I can trust you with it. Hey, thanks for joining us. We're Dave and Ashley Willis with Marriage Today and continuing the conversation right now about how to cultivate intimacy in marriage, which is really the fuel that keeps a marriage going. And by intimacy, you know, it's kind of a fancy word we throw around a lot and don't really talk about what it means. It really just means closeness or connection, not just sexual, even though a lot of times it's, it's associated with the sexual aspect of marriage, but intimacy is important in all aspects of marriage, closeness emotionally, mentally, in, in every way. So, sweetie, how can we have more intimacy in marriage? Well, I think, you know, when it comes to mental intimacy, I think it's really just valuing our spouse's thoughts. There's so many times where we'll listen to all these other people all day long and we act like what they have to say isn't important. But when we kind of dismiss our spouse's thought or yeah. maybe we just don't bring them in to the conversation, it really kind of breaks down the intimacy. I think, you know, even if we're deciding something where we may not necessarily need our spouse's opinion, just the fact that we go to our spouse and say, hey, what do you think about this? That builds that, that closeness and that intimacy between both the husband and the wife. 
That's so, so good to not take them for granted, to, yes. to bring them into the decision-making process in whatever you're doing, because it says, I value your time. I mm -hmm. value your perspective. I want you to be my primary advisor, my partner in every aspect of my life. And it just brings them in and it lets you know what's happening in each other's world. And the more you know what's happening in each other's mind and your right. own thoughts, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring you closer together. You're going to keep learning things about each other because when you're dating, it's like everything that, that they're doing seems interesting to you. It's you just so can't get enough of learning about them. And then as marriage goes on, sometimes you start taking that for granted and, and pushing them aside. And that's so damaging. It is, you know, we can never approach our spouse like they're old news and like there's nothing else we can discover because the truth is, is that we are both constantly changing and we're both, you know, growing older, obviously, but we're also changing in, in lots of different ways. And how we can really stay connected through those changes is through our conversation and, and just listening to one another and not thinking about your response as your spouse is talking because that's not active listening. We need to actually listen and then form a response and really just have a great conversation that's back and forth. You know, I think another way we can build intimacy is through sharing our emotions. We need to really talk about how we're feeling. No, absolutely. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I was thinking about my response. We've all done that though, right? Even, oh my goodness, especially I'm when so you're, guilty. you're disagreeing and you're not even listening. You're just like, oh, I just can't wait to drop, drop you know, my response. But you have to really listen to understand what, what your spouse is saying, where they're coming from. That's so valuable. Another thing I would add is I believe that honesty in marriage especially might be the yes. single most important factor to intimacy. Because if you want your marriage to have total and complete intimacy, you've got to have a secret-free guarantee. There can be no aspect of your marriage that's off-limits to your spouse. And it really comes down to what we call a naked marriage. In fact, we have a podcast called The Naked that's Marriage. Right. We have a book coming out called The Naked Marriage that all gets down to the heart of this, like how to how to live naked in every aspect of your marriage, which means total intimacy, total trust, total vulnerability, right. and having nothing to hide from each other. And maybe that level of intimacy sounds scary to you, but that's really the only place that love can really thrive. And so if there are any secrets you're keeping from your spouse and you want a more intimate marriage, which hopefully we all do, I would start by saying, let's get it all out in the open. Whatever yes. it is, just get it out in the open. And it's, it might be uncomfortable at first, but it's going to help you get to that next level. The level so of your true. honesty will determine the level of your intimacy in marriage. You know, this is so true when it comes to conversations, but it's also true in kind of how we go about our day. And a lot of times, this can, this can mean how we handle our devices. You know, we shouldn't have yeah. any passwords that we keep from one another. That's a way to really break down intimacy. But we want to bring our spouse into every yes. aspect of our life. So there shouldn't be any passwords on our computers, on our phones, on anything that we're coming in contact with throughout the day. You know, we need to be able to bring our spouse in. And if they have a question about something, we answer it. We don't hide things from them. And every time we're honest, and open and we're like, what's mine is yours, what's yours is mine. You know, we are in this together. We are one. That builds intimacy. You know, we'd really love to continue this conversation with you so you can reach out to us on marriagetoday.com. We hope to see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and we want to let you know about another marriage podcast with Dave and Ashley Willis called Naked Marriage, where they talk about real and raw marriage topics like sex, communication, openness, and more in a fun, lighthearted atmosphere. Search for Naked Marriage with Dave and Ashley Willis in iTunes and start listening today.